If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Along with the microbes, the birds, the bats, there's another creature on Earth that has had an unusual evolutionary trajectory. That would be the primates, the monkeys, the apes, and of course us, one branch of the great apes. We often imagine that we are wildly different from our primate cousins, but in many, many deep ways, we're not very different at all. Primates all have culture. They have deep personal relationships. Primates are tool users. And there's one tiny island where these similarities and differences have really been made clear. It's called Monkey Island, or Cayo Santiago, in Puerto Rico. And for more than 80 years, scientists have logged these monkeys' births and deaths, their social interactions, their parenting styles. And we've learned a ton about ourselves in the process, how primates deal with stress, how we pass it through generations. On this last episode of Creature Week, and episode 15 of our advent calendar, we head to Puerto Rico to watch our primate cousins and realize just how deeply our fates are intertwined. That's next. It's 7 a.m. and there's a strong wind blowing in Punta Santiago, off the eastern coast of Puerto Rico. A group of 15 researchers meet at a dock and squeeze onto a boat. The sun rises as the boat's captain starts the engine and sails off to Calle Santiago, an island just around a mile offshore. It's a place only researchers are allowed to go. And it's beautiful. The water is crystal clear. The breeze passing by is a perfect wake-up call. And later in the day, the temperature will rise to 80 degrees. But even so, everyone on the boat is covered up, wearing long sleeves, pants, bucket hats, and face masks. As the boat approaches the island, drawing closer to the palm trees that line its coast, the researchers start to hear something. It sounds like a flock of birds, or maybe the squeaks of dolphins, but it's actually the sound of primates, rhesus macaque monkeys. And these monkeys aren't native to this island. Just like the researchers, they arrived by boat. For over 80 years, over nine generations, Nearly every birth, death, setback, and triumph of these monkeys has been observed and recorded. Think The Truman Show, but with monkeys. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. 
Today, we're heading to Cayo Santiago, an island off the coast of Puerto Rico, where over 1,500 imported monkeys live, and where researchers carefully watch their every single move. Welcome to Monkey Island. More after this. Studying primates in a lab has its limits. They don't have much space, and being in captivity can change the very behavior that researchers are trying to study. So in the 1930s, an American psychologist named Dr. Clarence Ray Carpenter had an unusual idea. He envisioned having colonies with free-ranging monkeys, where he could study them in what he called a naturalist environment, without any human interference. It took him a while to figure out the details, but in 1938, Carpenter, who was a researcher at the University of Puerto Rico, traveled to India and arranged for the capture of 400 rhesus macaque monkeys. For the record, this was not illegal until the late 1970s when India banned the exportation of monkeys. But it was definitely unusual. So Carpenter loaded the monkeys on a boat and sailed first to New York, where he put the monkeys in a high-speed ship and then sent them to San Juan, Puerto Rico, where they were first tested for tuberculosis. The whole journey took a long time. It took 51 days. But finally, the first monkeys were set loose on the island of Cayo Santiago, an island that was once owned by sugarcane barons and bankers and eventually leased to the University of Puerto Rico for the monkeys. Today, it is known, very unsurprisingly, as Monkey Island. Uh, everyone describes it as like Jurassic Park, but with monkeys where you're just like walking around in the forest and there's just monkeys everywhere. That's Alyssa Airy. She's the scientific director of Cayo Santiago Biological Field Station, which is part of the University of Puerto Rico. Her team looks after the welfare of the monkeys on the island. So the original population was 400. Today we have over 1,500 monkeys on the island, um, and we still study social and sexual behavior. Rhesus macaque monkeys are small. They're only about a foot and a half tall when they're standing up on their back legs. They have these cute little pink faces. Their fur is grayish brown. And Alyssa says it feels like a dog's hair. Their tails are long, but not strong enough to hang onto trees like other monkeys. And from a distance, when they walk on all fours, they can even be mistaken for cats. But up close, what strikes Alyssa is how much they look like us. Their hands look just like people hands when they are reaching for stuff or grooming each other. It really looks like a little baby human hand. Um, and their eyes look superhuman too. So making eye contact with them is always like a little bit, especially when I was first starting out as a student, a little bit um, jarring because it really feels like sometimes you're looking into a person's eyes. Rhesus macaque monkeys are close relatives of humans. They share 93% of human DNA, and they have similar modes of reproduction, development, and anatomy. And like humans, rhesus macaque monkeys are adaptable. They're capable of adapting to cold, hot, and urban environments. And they can pretty much eat anything on the food chain. But the similarity to humans also means that the researchers have to be really careful when they visit the island. They don't want to change the monkeys 
with their presence. So they all get blood tests before going to the island to make sure they're not carrying anything that could make the monkeys sick. And since 2020, the researchers have been wearing face masks to protect the rhesus macaques from getting COVID. But it's not just that. They're also trying to avoid making facial expressions that the monkeys might copy. They are really attentive to where we're looking, what kind of facial expressions we're making. So they don't really like direct eye contact. That's kind of threatening for them. The similarity with humans extends in some unflattering ways, too. Rhesus macaques are pretty territorial. And within the 1,500 monkeys on Cayo Santiago, there are nine different social groups or cliques. And they don't really get along. They fight all the time. It's really brutal. You're always like, stop, like, don't hurt each other. <laughs> um, but they, yeah, they're, they can get kind of aggressive. They'll bite, scratch, they slap each other. They sometimes will try to slap us if we get too close. But then, in 2017, something big happened. The first pictures now coming in from Puerto Rico after taking a direct hit. Hurricane Maria slamming into the island, and as you heard, one official saying the island is destroyed. Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. It killed over 3,000 people, and the island lost power for months. Calle Santiago was similarly devastated. A lot of the trees on the island were stripped of leaves by the speed of the wind. Surprisingly, most of the monkeys on the island survived. Scientists don't actually know how. They can kind of only speculate. All that we can guess is that the monkeys laid low and just waited it out because if they were in the trees, they would have gotten blown away. But something changed not just in the environment. After the hurricane, something changed with the monkeys themselves. The staff observed that early on, it seemed like the monkeys were more tolerant of the others in other groups. Normally, the monkeys stick with their own social groups. But after the storm, the researchers think that the monkeys were so hungry and stressed out that they sort of united together. They formed bonds with other monkeys to expand their social networks. It was a lot like the way that disasters or tragedies sometimes pull human beings together. Incredibly, those bonds have lasted. It's one of the many things that researchers are still studying today. Yeah, I think the racist macaque population has taught us so much about what it means to be human. It's been over 80 years since this colony of rhesus macaque monkeys has been living on an island off the coast of Puerto Rico. But still, researchers are finding ways to ask new questions about them, new ways that tie their lives to our own. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Manolo Morales. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder-Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. 
Witness Docs from Stitcher. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.